On tonight's episode, is it a story of a case of bad parenting or a case of the spider babies? We walked into this movie blind with very little expectations, and what we got was pretty good. Tonight's episode, Cobweb on the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, Matt, and hello, Jason. No, 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 no justice. Okay. It's the weirdest feeling I've had on the podcast so far. What's up, Joe? <laughs> hey, Joe. Um, yeah, so no Justin today. Uh, we got Jay uh, part of the team. He's not riding solo anymore on his own. He's uh, he's with That's the right. group. We were going to have four people, but Justin uh, wasn't able to make this particular episode. So uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, new movie, Cobweb, tonight. And we mentioned it a couple of times, and uh, it was something that we were looking forward to seeing, especially Matt. And we saw it, and uh, I think we all felt pretty good about it. Uh, I'm guessing, because uh, Jay, I never spoke to you about this movie at all. We have not. Yeah, but me and Matt have not talked yet. about it. Yeah. So, um, just real quick, the movie is directed by a, a fellow by the name of Samuel Bowden, who I've never heard of before. Uh, I can't click on him, because he's, uh, he's not blue on Wikipedia. That means he didn't do shit before this. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you know, I could be wrong, but um, <laughs> I don't. I think mean, not just... too far off is the the screenwriter for this because I did a little bit of research before we discussed. I was like, oh, I gotta have something a little bit more intelligent to say than I usually do. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if you don't have a little blue clicky name on Wikipedia, uh, you were just born now and just did this thing, and you never existed before, <laughs> and you never did anything else, <laughs> and, and no one loved you. Yeah, that's so, fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah that's, how, that's how I, I think most people feel. You know, I mean, I, you know, we, we don't have blue clicky things on Wikipedia yet, but maybe one day. The, it just means that they they've been working their whole job in like IT or, or like finance, and they quit their job to pursue their passion, and this is the first thing that came out. That's what was <laughs> the story that I think. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have. Listed, I like, like how you give them a little backstory. I like that. Yeah, that's his story. Yeah. Worked at Lowe's. <laughs> 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 yeah, you don't see that on IMDb that often, you know. <laughs> Lowe's manager, cobweb. <laughs> <laughs> Assistant to the manager. <laughs> so the other uh, people, they have blue clicky names. Um, the, it stars uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr as the parents. And then you have mm-hmm. Woody Norman and Cleopatra Coleman. And uh, that sounds like some kind of like black exploitation name, but it's not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a real name. It's a real name. Yeah, so... Um, like we said, this movie came out this year. Uh, I believe it came out. Yeah, it was in July. July twenty first came out, and uh, I didn't see it till I think uh, October. Like I watched it on you know like for the hollow for the Halloween season, and I watched this and I watched Talk to Me at the same uh, not at the same time, <laughs> not playing back. Yeah, <laughs> running simultaneously back and forth. It's so confusing. I have a very which different one will grasp my plot. attention. <laughs> <laughs> but back to back, I said I double featured these movies. Uh, but I watched Cobweb second, and I'm like, I'm probably not gonna like it as much. Uh, but I liked it, maybe even more than than that other movie. But um, I was impressed. I was really impressed with this film, uh, and I think it was just because I didn't really know much about it, and uh, like the ratings were really shitty. Uh, whatever like Rotten Tomatoes score it was, I know it was like green, you know, and that that means that's bad. So 
I was like, all right, nobody seemed to like it. I think I saw a review on uh, IGN too, and they were like, yeah, it's shit, it's trash. Universally, it, it seemed panned, and I was just like, ah, well, whatever. I was like, I mean, I still want to see it. You know, I don't, I don't go by those. I don't know what the problem was. I, I, I really don't. Um, I thought it was a pretty great movie. Yeah, I'd like to just suggest that we all try to keep first portion of this spoiler free because this movie yeah. benefits a lot from like mm-hmm. not knowing what's going on, which is good. And I won't even say more than that. But it's it's very much structured that you know each right. of the, the tension three is acts, high. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, I knew nothing. That was part of the reason why I loved it so much. You're right. Um, well, maybe we'll just talk about it in the beginning. Uh, no spoilers. We'll just say like you know our expectations, what we knew about it, and you know what we liked, what we didn't like, as spoiler free as possible. And then we'll kind of go into spoilers at the at the at the halfway point or end point. Yeah. So really early on in the year when we were like kind of researching what movies we were looking forward to it was at right after we did that podcast because that this movie didn't come up in the conversation i i was just doing i kept doing that search just to be like oh what's coming up in the next like week or two after that yeah and this came up and i was like huh and i watched the trailer and i was like and i put it in the chat back then and i was like yo this looks really good you know this is an interesting idea and anything like in the halloween vibe I'm, I'm excited for so i was looking forward to it for a long time and then completely forgot about it and then i heard uh, like some reviewer like just mention it and i was like i'm not even going to watch this because i don't even know if they like it or not but i was looking forward to seeing this movie i just want to watch it and make my own opinion for me i knew nothing about this movie literally until probably around the same time joe watched it probably around october mm-hmm. and the person that told me about it was my brother, Justin. He was like, oh, check it out. You know, because Justin, my brother, Justin, rather, uh, and Joe, you know, we were in that same habit after a couple of the other people moved out of, like, get together and just binge watch some horror movies. And he loves that also. So he was, like, watching all these movies, a movie a day at least. And he was like, oh, you got to check out Cobweb. And I was like, I know literally nothing about this movie. And I just went in blind. And I was happily surprised. You know, it was... It was kind of definitely a sleeper hit, and I'm, I didn't look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm kind of surprised that it has low ratings. I mean, I'm curious to know what the the fan or audience score is, because usually there's, like, really big differences in those scores. So a lot of times the yeah, tomato get, meter is, like, really high, is. but yeah. the fan meter is low or whatever, vice versa. Yeah, because there's been a decent amount of movies where the critics are like, this movie is phenomenal, greatest movie of all time. And she's like, no, the people don't like that. I, and then it's opposite where it's like, the critics like, this is garbage. And everyone's like, this is the fucking best thing ever. Yeah, and that's why I don't go by those a lot. So so Rotten Tomatoes, I, I looked it up, and it gave it a 58, right? Um, which, you know, that's just not considered great. And this the audience score, which is usually higher all the time, which just goes to show you, there's a real problem with like critic reviews. Um, the audience score is 71, which is good. That's yeah, not great. That's, yeah. That's good. I would say that's 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 probably fair. I, I might maybe give it a little bit higher than a seventy-one, but um, yeah, I'd probably range it in the low to mid seventies. I probably wouldn't put it too much higher than that because I did have my issues, some things that I didn't like about it. I think I would put it in that same range, low seventies. I'd rate it higher. I'd, I'd give it in a low, like like an eighty-two point six seven. Well, <laughs> very <that'd be> specific. <laughs> Yeah, just really, I love the uh, the look and the feel of the movie. You know, it's I think it starts with just a it's like you know one week before Halloween. I think it starts or something like ten days before Halloween, 
and uh immediately i was like okay cool i'm in <laughs> and uh yeah i just everything about the the characters and the house and i'm not even sure like it felt like most of the movie almost felt like it was happening in like the 1980s or something but then the sub has a cell phone so it just felt like they were almost like a family out of time. Yeah, I felt that I way really... too. I didn't know when it took place for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I, I liked I liked the feel of it. I really like the casting, um, you know, as, especially as the movie progresses and you learn more about them. I think all three of the the family members, you know, father, mother, and son, did fantastic. I think the sub was, was pretty good. She was fine; like she wasn't outstanding to me in any way. Um, I would, I would call it meh. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all did a phenomenal job. The suspense and the tension is just from the start building, 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 and everything is just filmed in such like a weird, creepy way. It's like, just got these like unsettling vibes, like pretty much the whole movie. And they really do a great job just like setting that whole world up. The scares in the movie don't necessarily come from just being scares. I mean, there's yeah, a not couple jump of jump scares. scares. Either. Not, it's a lot. more, te- yeah, it's more tension. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like Jay was saying is, uh, it's really just built up and it's like this highly anxious kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. Cause the, the, mm-hmm. the, the parents are off, you know, and like, you just feel very uncomfortable about that. That's, that's the kind of stuff that really like made me uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that definitely made me more uncomfortable than anything else in the movie was the family dynamic between the kid and the parents. Yeah, it was just so odd. Like you didn't know if they were going to just beat the living shit out of him, like at any moment, you know, or do something really terrible to him, because they were just like, you know, they were that kind of like suppressed rage, you know, sort of like mom and dad. So I'm just like, oh man, they're going to explode, you know? Yeah, I definitely got the vibe that they were, you know, suppressing things for sure. Right, but you don't. But it's not really transparent, you know, is that, you know, she seems as though she's suppressing like crazy and he seems like he's suppressing rage, Rage, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's why, you know, at first um, when I saw it was Homelander, I was like, okay, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) you know, he is the epitome of oppressed rage, you know, in the boys. Yeah. I think it was perfect casting this is such a wise decision to put him in this role. You know, I can almost imagine that, um, name does not previously exist. Cast him because, because of his performance in the boys. Yeah. Uh, he, he gives off like hyper strange vibes <laughs> and the mother is just like creepy as all hell. He's unhinged. And she, yeah, unhinged a hundred percent. And she, like the only thing I could, think of off the top of my head that she's in is hot tub time machine i don't know no, why she, i'm sure she's, she's in cloverfield in... lizzie kaplan and she's in a bunch of things yeah yeah but it's like horror i can't think of anything else yeah but like whatever else she's in like i don't feel she's ever played this unhinged type of character she's usually like kind of like the bubbly you know friendly person from whatever I've seen her in, mm-hmm. but she did a really, really great job. In I this think movie, this is just her, portraying. Yeah. yeah, this is her best performance. Yeah, it was really great. That I liked a lot. Discount Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, I want to read one of the um, 
the negative criticisms for this movie because uh, because we were like you know saying like oh well um, like what do people have to say about this that was like you know so so terrible so we got uh, this guy Kevin Mayer he's from the Times and he writes uh, this American Horror Two is built around the creature in the walls concept but here the dominant theme is parental guilt which is nice because there's a little because there's little else to engage with dot 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 parentheses full review in spanish parentheses that doesn't even make any fucking sense (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck is that that's what i'm saying you can't listen to these guys maybe it's a poor (laughs) translation maybe he's uh... (laughs) a He's a native Spanish speaker, and that's like Google translated, you know? <laughs> you can't go by these critics. I don't know what they're, know what they're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, I, I guess we're kind of all on the same page. I don't I don't think that we have any differences in opinion, it seems like, uh, which makes for a very boring episode. But we could say no, that... I, <laughs> I, once we get into a little, you know... Once we get in after like some plot and spoilers and stuff, like I, I'll tell you where this movie lost me. Oh, but sure. until then, I think we're on the same page with as far as the things that we liked about the movie. So yeah, far. because we all went in blind. I'd actually, you know, what we used to do or what we've done in the past, rather, with movies like The Exorcist, is you know when we first saw it, and then you know, grown up in our most recent viewing. I'd, I'd like, I have a suggestion for an approach is, you know, I want to talk about like how, how you thought things were going, like what you think, what you thought was going to happen yeah. by the end of act one, by the end of act two and act three, you know? So like everything leading up to when, you know, he gets put into, he gets put into the basement, Okay. you know? So like, that's the end of act one. So we're progressively going to be spoiling the movie from yeah. here on out slowly. So you know that he gets put in the basement. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, <laughs> well, and that was the ending of the movie. Now yeah, we all know like, he's in the basement. Yeah, Great. So, and he's still there to this he's day. Still- <laughs> well, not for, not, not for nothing, but like you didn't know the reason for the title until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Because I was so, like, why is it called this? <laughs> I didn't understand. Obviously, yeah. we all recommend it, so we're going to kind of start leaking spoilers. Yeah, I think we talk about it, like the way, especially the way you're saying, we have to start start getting into that a little bit. Um, you know what? Before we even start any of that, did you guys just just a quick question? Like, not not something to really like get into too much. Do you guys feel like this is a good Halloween movie? I mean, because it does take place around that time. Certainly, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it definitely has the vibe of Halloween be- because of not just the obvious time frame, but um, just the look. Yeah. Like the pumpkins all the trees stuff. are fall. It looks like it's cold out, but it's like sweater weather. Yeah, um winter chill. De- yeah like it it definite has a lot of uh, things that i would associate with halloween yeah. vicariously you know it, and then also directly and it's you know it's a good type of horror movie yeah no, i'm glad season. you said that because I, I felt that way too i was like this is as i was watching it like it felt very halloween to me i was like this is a great like time of the year movie it's like perfect time to watch it but watch this in july i would have been like all right you know but um I like that I watched it like maybe like a week or two before Halloween. It kind of put me in the mood, but yeah. Um, all right, so so I mean, Matt, you want you want to start, I guess, by like where you thought it was going from from the beginning. Honestly, I really didn't know what was happening with, you know, we know within before the title card that there's some kind of something going on in the walls. I had no reason to believe that the parents 
knew anything about it nor thought the kid was crazy or anything along those lines. I thought that it was going to be some kind of uh, a haunting type of thing, like something supernatural. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Paranormal type stuff? Yeah, like something more, even though, I mean, it's definitely not out of the realm of the supernatural. I thought it was going to be a ghost or a spirit or a possessed house or a ghost child, something along those lines. Um you know, because I, I, you have no context from anything. So, yeah, I, th- I did th- think it was going to be something supernatural. Um, that was my initial impression, and in that it was kind of going to help him in some way, but I didn't know where... I, I couldn't really get the vibe of where it was going, because immediately when he executes on its advice, it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Right, even from the first recommendation. Yeah. I'm like in the- agreement there because when I started watching the movie, I honestly I wasn't sure if it was going to be ghost related, and I I kind of got a little you know like black phone type vibes where it's like mm. you know as you find out like what what's going on and what they're they're claiming has happened and everything you're like oh maybe that you're like getting advice from a ghost something along those lines. But for me, I thought the most prevalent thing was that, it, like, this child was being physically abused. Like, obviously, there was a lot of psychological and mental abuse that actually happened, but I thought there was, like, physical abuse as well. I thought they were crazy controlling. I thought that they were going to be physical with him. And something, like, like you said, the parents are clueless to whatever's going on. But, like, I felt like they were going to get to a boiling point where it's, like, stop with this crazy shit and just, like, eat him. I genuinely they thought They were going to be the ultimate happen. villains, you know, right. of the movie. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, I didn't think it was going to be supernatural. I, uh, cause, you know, they talked about that girl that went missing during Halloween, you know, um, which I guess was, like, the, the red herring of, of the movie, right? Because, uh, like, it... it it, it got me. I, I, I thought the parents, like, fucking murdered children. That, that, that's what I thought. I thought they had someone locked up in the wall, and it was a real person, and that they were, mm-hmm. you know, like, I didn't necessarily, like, believe everything that she was saying, you know, but um, but I definitely felt like the parents were the big villains of the movie, uh, and that we, that's, that's what we were going to uncover, just because, like we said before, like, how like repressed they both were in like these like really like you know the negative emotional ways so so yeah i i i i, I did kind of i don't say figure it out but i was just going with what the movie was giving me i guess i i, I yeah. wasn't really thinking it was anything but that and like i said when they talked about the missing girl on halloween i was like that's maybe that's who it is you know um you know one thing about the movie that it really reminded me a lot of uh, Friday the 13th um, because they drank orange juice at dinner. <laughs> and I just thought that was so bizarre of a choice. Did they? Um, I don't no, but, that. <laughs> yeah, they did. I don't know what that was about. It really irks me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to get heartburn. What are you thinking? Yeah. So as the movie progressed through like the second act, you know, that's where you start to see more, like, that's where I started to actually get the black phone vibe, you know, mm. of like, I'm like, okay, so this thing is helping him. 
you know, it is a physical being, or maybe it's not. It may think it's alive. I don't know. But there was some kind of way that it was like, it was going to help free him from the parents. Right. Who, who you assume were the main bad guys, too. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole second act, I was like, okay, you know, these... They, they obviously killed this trick-or-treater girl. Um, I mean, the movie does... It very much does the job of convincing you down that road. But then on a second watch through, you can see like, wow, I was so biased based on like these things that I put together. But knowing the true story, like everything that does make sense. And I, that's why I was like impressed. You know, I think yeah, the first two acts are, are done ex- extraordinarily well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. One of the reasons why I enjoy the movie so much is because I I wasn't trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? Like you know, sometimes like you're like you're watching something, and you're like playing, you know, like all right, let me, let me like let me think about you know what might happen. And you're talking to whoever you're watching. Like I, I bet that's what it is. You know, I bet that's fucking. And then like, you know, that's kind of your brain's going the whole time. You know, I just there was a point where I just kind of like just let the movie happen, um, and I didn't really do that. So, you know, that, that might be why I was just kind of, like, falling for all their, like, you know, the, their ruses and whatnot. Um, and then when the movie's, like, you know, uh, when, when the reveal, I guess, happened, when we find out who's in the wall, um, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, like, I, I, I liked yeah. it. I was just really, like, you know, I was, I, was, I was happy with it. And then, like, you know what happened to that girl and stuff. So, um, but it, it doesn't, like... All right, so here's the thing. We, like, well, I want to talk about this thing because it's it's major like spoilers. But um, um, it wasn't until the point where she was literally like dying at the bottom of the stairs, and she was like, "Don't let her out." Where I was just like, "Right, oh shit!" Like that was the moment of like, you know, it was like that, you know, that realization that it, it's starting to click. Like this was all a farce. This was all a ruse. A hundred percent. And and I, I really like the slow reveal. Of but that moment was like in their dying breaths. That was their concern. He's letting her out. I'm like, oh fuck. Well, you because know? she, this thing, killed the girl that they were talking about. That I thought was the girl. Um, <laughs> Correct. You know, you know, it doesn't. But like, see, like the parents, right? Like he kills his parents, <laughs> and they're just mess of people because they gave birth to a grotesque baby who murdered somebody and they just tried to lock her up instead of having her committed or put in jail. All right. But I mean, and I don't think that they were like good people though. And, and, and I don't feel like it's justified that he killed them. But at the same time, like you don't feel horrible for them because they're both fucking crazy. I think they're justifiably crazy. I think that situation yeah. would drive any sane person crazy. I, and I think the way it would manifest in them is exactly that. Because there are moments where you kind of see through the cracks with him when he's like, when he's talking about, he's killing the rat. He's like, sometimes you just have to do things to protect your family. But he's like, delivers that line in a different tone where he's like, actually one of the few times in the movie where he's like talking, like he's not putting on a show He's like really himself, you know, he's most himself right there. And she is, I'm sure he was the one that said to her, okay, this is what we have to do. And she was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, okay, let's do it, you know, type of deal. And she's dealing with that stress and guilt and and fear and all these mixed emotions all the time and trying to suppress that. Why she's all over the fucking place because she can't be as cool headed as he is with reading writing and arithmetic jokes you know 
I wish they gave us more, you know, because I think the movie's kind of, I think the movie suffers from like a lack of development, you know. Um, we don't get that stuff. I mean, maybe that's a good mm-hmm. thing too. I, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I felt they had a monster baby because they are fucking monsters. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh, they're justifiably crazy because this horrible thing happened to them. I, I felt like when I was watching it, oh, they're horrible people and they had like a horrible offspring, and and that's it. So like, even though like it's a really fucked up thing to think about, like in a movie that doesn't take itself super super serious, but like. Because it's like it's a, it's a monster movie essentially, but I I don't know. I, I guess I didn't feel like oh shit, like he killed his parents and they didn't deserve to die. Like I kind of felt like well they locked this thing away. Um, like there's got to be other options, you know. Um, and then they also treated their son like shit, like when he did something wrong. Because they I guess they were so afraid that he was gonna like turn into something like that too. I don't know. Again, like there's not enough information, so I, like I'm just like speculating on what like you know they had uh intended for this to be or what we're supposed to believe but 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 maybe it's just for discussions like this but uh, overall i felt like they were just terrible i didn't think um i didn't think that uh it was because of the circumstances and I, I thought the other way around the circumstances of who they were made that and they were working their way on basically fucking this kid up too so i, I don't know yeah i don't think that they were Obviously, there's no information on what they were like prior to the sun, but like leading up to that point where the, where the big reveal is, right, where he said like, "Don't let her out." Like they're giving all this story about the kid going missing, they're giving all this information. Like what I was thinking the entire time was like, "All right, was their daughter the trick or treater that was killed? Right. Did their daughter kill the trick or treater?" Like I'm trying to piece this thing together. But like when you when you get that reveal, I didn't. I never felt like that they were crazy from the start, and like they were monsters. So they had a monster baby. It to me, it was like you're kind of torn, right? So as a parent, you're probably feeling, all right, this is our child, but at the same time, they're trying to protect it. They're trying to protect other people. They're trying to like do whatever they can. And, like, for whatever reason, they felt, all right, the best thing that we can do is just, like, lock her away. And, like, obviously, they still fed her. They still had some level of interaction with her, whether it was in the basement or in the in the attic or closet, walls, whatever. Um, and then at the same time, now they have a son who's, you know, quote-unquote, normal. And they're like, oh, well, this is, this is what it was supposed to be like. This is our family. But they're kind of scarred and kind of screwed up based on this other traumatic experience mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a tough you know thing to kind of like nail down yeah um, it sounds like you're leaning towards the way i was describing it but yeah, you also yeah. can see what joe was yeah, saying right. so I like you're, you're kind of both yeah, yeah no that makes sense you know they are, I, they are a little crazy you know even like even if they're being protective they're being like beyond overprotective they're just like why would you send your son into the basement as like punishment and lock literally lock him in there and put whatever it was the fridge or whatever over the door it's like yeah people get arrested for that shit (laughs) yeah but i even when on the second time i watched that scene like he is raising his voice at the kid but he never even grabs him once until after he's realized he's poisoned them. That's like the first time he ever lays an angry finger on the kid. That whole scene 
he doesn't pick him up from that chair. He's like, get up, go down there. You know, like he tells him what to do. He's like, he's authoritative, but he's yeah, not. He's talking to him like a dog, but he's being nonviolent, you know? And I was like, I was like, what? Cause the first time I, when I was thinking back after my first watch, I was like, what fucking hypocrisy, you know, get your ass over here. We don't have violence in this family. And I was like, Oh wow. He's really, he's trying his best because, and I'm not defending him just to be clear. I'm just saying is I, I imagine them in that crazy situation. So they have this crazy, you know, monster baby and it starts being violent and evil. So they lock it in the basement and it gets out and kills somebody. Okay. And I, I think they had lots of moments where they were like, oh my God, what do we do? And to be silly, he's like, all right, I've got an idea. It might sound a little bit crazy, but go with me for a minute here. <laughs> you know? Let me finish. What if we dig a hole in the basement and you water it like a plant? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, how the fuck did that con- those conversations happen? You know, because she got out of the basement when she committed the first murder, and then I guess after the first murder, like they somehow were able to get her into the walls, you know, because she maybe was like violent, but hadn't become like grotesque and disfigured. And I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's not like they can go to advice to like, what, what's your monster kid doing at this? When do you yeah, first like, kill a kid? You know, like when does that happen for your monster baby? Cause it well, happened have, early for us. Okay. <laughs> They have no idea, and they have no resources, right. and they were probably a little deranged to begin with. So they'll just like have all these off the wall thoughts to be like, "All right, maybe we'll just maybe we'll do this. If we put her in the hole, or we give her a stuffed animal, she'll be good." I don't know. Like, I bet it got progressively more deranged. You know? Yeah, I think this would benefit from like a series. You know what I mean? Where we just kind of already know, and like watching the progression of the parents, just like we don't have an end game. Like we don't know what the fuck to do. And watching yeah. it, like insanity unfold, you know, like mo- like day by day, right? Because that's like you have to constantly think about this, like nonstop, you know, like you're not forgetting that there's like a person locked up down there that, yeah, that that fucking killed somebody. Um, because no, it's not even like at first that it's it killed somebody. Like there's the first incident where, assuming you know, it, I assume it was like based on the way that they lived that it was a home birth, you know, and. You know, she shits out a monster in the bathtub or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, it's a monster. And then there's the period of it growing up and, like, biting off her boobs or whatever it did, you know, but then it just becomes violent, and they were like, look, we gotta get rid of it, or we gotta keep it in a cage. We're listening to Matt's you know? porn fan fiction here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when they, like, so as it's growing up, he's probably laboring away, digging this pit in the basement, thinking... He's doing what's right for his kid. And then there's another incident where it finally gets out and then it murders somebody. And like each thing is like progressively like they're because like this situation, they've been in it for like 20 years, you know? So yeah, is that how old they're kid, so the fucking far gone. How old was that? Huh? Like that, the, the, the creature. I don't think they ever divulged how old it was specifically. I'm trying to remember how long ago, the kid died. The kid died before the son was born. Wait, and how old was the kid? Like, ten? Nine? I don't know. I don't yeah. have kids. I don't know how old they are. I don't know. 
40, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> How old is this kid? <laughs> you gotta count the rings on your eyes. <laughs> was he two? Was he a hundred? I don't know. At least, you know, and maybe like 10 plus years ago. If you're doing like 10 each, yeah, the kids, like, that preacher's probably bare, like, bare minimum earliest, like, late teens into 20s. Yeah. But talks like an old lady smoker. You know where the voice is for that, um, for, for yeah. her? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, it's Deborah Wilson. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Deborah Wilson did the, uh, the Star Wars game, right? That came out? Yeah. yeah. She's come a long way from Mad TV. Yeah, she's in some, like, pretty <laughs> cool stuff. <laughs> I was surprised. Um, that's yeah. funny about the, that game, you know, with the, the Jedi Survivor game, because, like, it was obviously her, like, I saw it, I was like, oh, that looks like Deborah Wilson. Fact checked it, yep, Deborah Wilson, great. <laughs> Zero. They were just like, oh, this is the guy, and this is the girl, and, like, that's what we're going to make him look like. And honestly, she did both voices? Was, was it one person that was doing both the creepy and the no, no, voice? No, she, she just did, like, the monster voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, though, right? Like, she explains it like she was born deformed, right? Like, so, whatever that means. And then we're taking the word of, like, you know, a creature. But still, like, it, you can't tell me that the baby was born, right? And just, like, this, like, you know, like, like Matt was saying, it probably was a home birth. I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, it was a home birth. Yeah, you you're not going to the hospital with, like, oh, my God, you have a beautiful baby spider. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that happens, you know? Um, <laughs> all right, here's your formula. Get the fuck out. Your your insurance only covers twelve hours. I don't mean she identifies as a spider. She's a fucking spider. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The she, oh, here's your baby spider. Oh my god, with this shit. It's, was it a boy or was it a girl? I don't want to hear it's a spider. I want to hear it's a toaster. It's a meteorite. Like I don't know. We're not doing this. A rack, a affirming care. <laughs> <laughs> I started having problems with the movie was the third act. I mean, that's where it's, you know, a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of shoddy CGI. A lot of things come to light, but it's like, I was forgiving of all of it because it was a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm with Matt on that. Yeah. Like I see where Jay's coming from, but I was just, I was just into it. See, the best part about the third act was just watching the bullies just get massacred. Like I love that. I thought that was, that, that was a was fucking awesome killing spree. You know? it, it was, and and yeah. I, and and, that, and it's cool because like you know when, when it first happened, like that whole bully thing is kind of it offers a lot to the movie, right? Because like it it brings in that whole like element of watching the parents like overreact, right? And it's psychological, him. yeah. But then we have like murder fodder because they come back. I'm like, oh, this like this is perfect. Like when I saw them come, I'm like, oh, because. Like, who is this creature going to kill? Like, it's not going to be the main character. Like, I mean, maybe because he killed his parents. Like, maybe he dies. But I don't know where the movie was going at that point. But then when these kids show up for, like, revenge, I'm like, oh, there you go. Like, this creature's going to... Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yep. And I was Let really, like, excited about that. Yeah. And it wasn't that they showed up out of nowhere. Is like, technically, she created that. Like, it's a really tight screenplay is that it would be them coming back. And the reason that the kid is mad at the son is because she advised him to attack him and like it all i think it's a really tight script in that aspect no it was yeah and i don't think i mind so much that it was a creature right it was definitely a little jarring and confusing to like uh what has happened like it's 
it's their kid, but it's a spider. Like, I don't understand it. But what annoyed me the most about the movie is that in the first two acts, right, the kid is going to the wall and running to the parents, and the parents clearly know that there is a creature in the wall. And they're just like, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. Like, I feel like a little explanation. I hear you. There's a lot of Could have been, like, resolved that whole thing. You know? It was, like, a, a very significant moment where she sees the hole in the wall and is like, oh, my God, and, like, follows the wall. And she's like, wait till your father gets home. And then... It's like the pumpkin burying scene, and it's like another misdirect. And I'm like, wait, like, did she not tell him? Like, yo, just so you know, that creature thing we have in the wall is talking to him. Like, right. Yeah. There's no communication at all. But there's, yeah, so yeah. That's what there's definitely plot holes in that, you know, yeah, the, the third act. And then also with her variances in strength of what she could do there and she couldn't like get out, you know? Yeah. Once, yeah. Once she got out, she had God mode enabled because like, if you could do that shit, then how could you not get out of the walls? Come on. I wondered if it was yeah, like, just like, if a substitute teacher can get through the wall with a poker and yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can like move around on the <laughs> ceiling that fast and pick people up and chuck them and all this stuff. Like, yeah, you'd be able to get out of the wall, you know. Maybe she needed not like... even a full teacher. I'm talking about a substitute teacher got out. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even tenured. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, maybe she needed sunlight or something. I don't know, like a Superman, <laughs> I mean, bro. But there's no conversation. Like, all right, the creature is in the wall talking to the kid. Like you're pretend, like you're making the kid seem like he's insane. You already know there's like psychological damage and trauma from being at home. He's also getting bullied at school. Like there's no like positive reinforcement. It's just like fuck this kid. Yeah, I mean, I think they padded all that stuff in there so that when the parents are killed, you're not like, oh my god, this boy is a horrible, horrible fucking person. He's a monster. I think they pan all that stuff, and they're like, all right, well, I mean, he shouldn't have done that, and that's pretty terrible, but they were pieces of shit, you know? And I think that's why mm-hmm. they did all those little things. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, like, like I was I was kind of getting to this point before, and we got off topic, but, like, they had this baby, and it didn't come out just like, fuck everybody, and started, like, eating people. It was probably just, like, a deformed, ugly baby. So, like, at what point did they decide to hide it in a well, you know, or whatever, like a hole? I just feel like they're fucking shit people like they for doing that i mean did they wait until it killed someone and then put it in there i don't know like that if you go by what the what sarah says right she says that she was born deformed and her parents thought that she was horrifying and they they locked her away um wait maybe that's why she killed somebody you know what i mean because of that i was just gonna say that could be 100 percent true but that could also be manipulation right so she's playing mind games with the kid just so that she can get out. And that was her whole goal. She didn't really give a shit about the kid. She didn't want to have a relationship or a family dynamic with this yeah. kid. She was just manipulating him to be like, they put me in here. They're not good people. You need to get rid of them. Get me out and things are yeah. going to be better. And, you know, it's 100% manipulation. That was the genius of the movie, I thought, was that you don't know what narrative to believe. That was like kind of like a, 
Hitchcock vibe yeah. with that, you know, where it's like, okay, yeah. like who do we actually believe? And we will never get resolution because everybody's like that could tell the right tale is dead, right? Like, so you have this kind of like Rashomon situation, but there's there's no like there's no way of finding out what what happened. Right, and that was done extremely well, like you said, because it's constantly pulling you in different narratives. You know, you don't know what to believe. Even but cohesively, no... it's not like all over the place. It right. like it really shifts gears so smoothly. Yeah. Where you're like, oh fuck, like hand on your forehead. You know, it really it gets you good. Well, Jay, I know what you don't like about it, Matt. Like, what about you? Is there something that you don't like about the movie, like specifically? Um, yeah, like I just, I mean, some of the inconsistencies, like when you, like not just on a second watch, but even like my first time through, I was like. I didn't mind the shitty CGI or even like just the fact that the characters, it looks not just bad, but it looks so inconsistent every time they showed it from like different shots as though they just had like multiple different special effects people working on it. You know, it was very strange. I, um, that's my, that's my, that's my major gripe with it. Probably my only gripe is that what you just said. I, I, I didn't love the, the effects and it was not consistent. Yeah. It was yeah, the, often it, generic. Even if it was just bad, but it was the inconsistency of it was what was weird. Yeah. You like, know, like, I don't have did... a mind's eye of it. I just don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Same. I just, I just, like, even now thinking of it, it's just long appendages, like creepy crawling, like quick across the floor. Like, the ceiling, yeah. Like, George's face. Like, long, like, I couldn't skinny. do that. You know, like, there's no way. Like, like I wouldn't know what to. To, to how to put that together yeah you have a scene like when they're talking and you see their silhouette when he's on the stairs and that's such a phenomenally done shot yeah, yeah. and then there's later on in the movie there's like a silhouette of her walking out of the kitchen when the sub is running up the stairs and that looked like awful cgi shadow and i was just like huh it's the same kind of concept but just execution was just so blaringly different that it really kind of took me out of it a little bit which is why it was like, for me, the first two acts are literally perfect. Like, I think it's just fantastic. And that's, the third act is really where the movie suffers, where it drops down from being, like, my favorite movie of the year to, like, yeah, it's a pretty cool movie, you know, I really like it. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely But it was yeah, just, I'm like, yeah, just way. the inconsistencies in her appearance, and, and because, like, they couldn't engineer her powers or whatever in the third act to be consistent enough to support the first it, it invalidated the first two acts because she would have just been able to get out you know based on her strength and etc yeah i did like the final scene of the movie the final concept she's like i'm always going to be with you and i'm always going to be right looking over your shoulder kind of thing you know you're always going to wonder from there because i didn't take it to be like i'm going to get out and you'll never know is like i'm I, I can't imagine either they left her there to die or they sent somebody and they took her away somewhere. Um, either or, I think what she's kind of saying there is like, no matter what, like you're fucked because I made you kill your parents, <laughs> you know? And yeah. that's pretty dark is like, you know, like basically saying I've ruined you and you're never going to be the same. I, you know? I, and I, yeah, think I took that as like, I'm always like, I'm always going to be there being that like, you're, you're like me now, you know, like there's always yeah. going to be a part of me like in you because of what you did. And well, you'll wonder like how, how soon will it be until I turn into that? You know, um, mm -hmm. that that's kind of, yeah, I took it that way too. I didn't think she like meant like physically, like, 
you know, going to come after him either. I thought that was a great way to sort of like end that like confrontation between the two of them. I wish this movie was like just done a little bit better because it, it had the potential to be a phenomenal horror movie. Like if they just like nailed a couple of these other things like a little bit better than you know if they just nailed a few of these things i think you would have had like something like a masterpiece you know it, it's a it's a fairly simple story you know what i mean it's it you know it's it's hidden in a lot of things throughout the movie but you know you you uh you tell them the story it's like oh i mean like well, why couldn't i think of something like that you know what i mean but but the execution was what was so great about it um mm-hmm. it did fall short a couple times like and and the things that you were mentioning were the same things i felt too so um if they had gotten those things right, um, I think we would have been looking at something really, really special. But as it is now, it's just a really good horror movie, and I and I highly recommend it. Um, if you could just sort of suspend disbelief on a couple things and make up your own mind about what happened, um, yeah. it's one of those movies that you could you, like... you could talk anything right, like any mistakes that you see in the movie. It's one of those things that you can kind of like talk yourself into, like, all right, well, that happened because of this. Like everybody can kind of justify like the the, the fuck ups. I think. I think that there's three simple fixes that would really have made this, you know, a, a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 is, you know, first and foremost is just clean, clean up the, the visuals, you know, but I only included that because it's obvious. But number two, when she's in her killing spree, just don't include any strength elements to it. Yeah. You know, just make it pure agility and creepiness and, and you know dexterity and slicing and stuff like that right but right. no strength elements period that she's weak she just fast and and, and, right. like, and she should be weak because she's frail malnourished so why is she able to just toss children around the house right. like it's nothing yeah yeah speed would have and been three better, yeah. and three make absolutely like very early on when she's talking to him that she's like she says to him like you can never tell them that you know about me because then they'll just kill us both and they never even get a hint that he knows about her yeah you know so no voices in the walls like he never tells the parents that at all you know so like none of the knocking none of the checking none of the finding the hole in the wall like because as soon as they know what it is, so why the fuck wouldn't they immediately know what it is and act on it in any kind of way? You know, why? How could they possibly be caught off guard? You know, so if you remove, if you adjust those three elements, like, like I said, the appearance would just be more appealing to audiences. But the other two are just script writing things. It's like fix the strength issue because that ruins a lot of your plot, and fix the uh, the parents not acting on. The monster they're keeping in the wall talking to their son, you know, yeah. and boom. And I think that would make that those are the big complaints, but those are easy fixes, you know. Right. I mean, the, the strength thing could also just be like, well, maybe she could have gotten out of there whenever she wanted to. But it was easier for it was, it was maybe more like fun for her to just sort of manipulate, you know, and uh watch her brother basically do all these mm. terrible things get someone that's on her side because you know she what she gets she she's released from the world and she gets out there and then what like you know like a, a fucking village can hunt her down and kill her you know like whatever it's it's over um but if she's village <laughs> like pitchforks yeah and hey, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it looked like they fucking lived you know <laughs> But if she had an ally, they don't have torches. They have 
They had cell phone lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and selfie sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I you... wouldn't have minded if it was just, you know, normal human baby. I know it defeats the whole purpose of the name of the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have mind if it was like a normal human who was just like legit psychotic. Yeah. And and that's why they were hiding in there. And like, yeah, she wouldn't have been strong or fast or whatever, but obviously she's psychologically superior. Yeah. That, and she's I mean, able to Like if she just killed somebody like as a little kid, out. yeah. And they're like, We can't right. let people know about this. And and, and then right. maybe she kills like two kids and they're like, Fuck this, we gotta lock her away. One out of three. One, two, three. How many children does it take to get you locked in the world? In the wall, the world may never know. <laughs> no, it's three. It's, it's three. It's too many. <laughs> three is too many. A one, a two, a three. Oh man. Uh, well. Um, I think it's a high recommendation from all of us, so uh, if it's something that you haven't seen already, I'm really sorry because we ruined the entire movie for you, but um, <laughs> if you listen all the way through, maybe give this another watch because I think it's worth it and uh, you pick up on some things with another viewing. It, it, it's definitely something that I'm going to go back to. It's not like a one and done like a lot of movies have been this year for me or the past, you know, like or the 2020s in general, but um yeah, this is definitely on my list though to watch again. So um, yeah, agreed. I would I would definitely watch this again, probably around Halloween time. Yes, um, it's a great Halloween yeah. movie. Yeah, I haven't watched it second time, but I definitely I'll probably watch it sooner. <laughs> I was going to say ever because I read Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was good enough to me that I would definitely want to check it out again. Yeah, and I'll probably pick up on you know some of these things, and after talking to you guys about it, I'll notice extra stuff. So yeah, definitely recommended for me. All right, that's it. You heard it here first. Uh, so, um, and uh, let us know what you think at joe at sexyvampireteeth.com. And uh, that's it for us. So, uh, so, thank you for listening. And we'll see you back here next week with who knows what host on this roulette we have now. <laughs> maybe all four <laughs> of us. Uh, maybe only two. Who knows? So, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. And thank you for listening. Have a good fucking night. Good night. Good night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Only had one project before this, which was Texas Main. Oh God, why? Texas Chainsaw Mascara. (laughs) Oh, why can't I get this out? Texas Chainsaw Mascara. Texas Chainsaw Mascara. Have you ever seen seen that episode of Talking to Hunger Boys?